Voice of Louisiana, KAYT, 88.1 FM. Good afternoon. I'm Bishop Kenny Townsend, along with my wife, Minister Mildred Townsend. And you're now tuned in to Moments of Inspiration, Perfecting the Saints, right here on KAYT. Sit back and enjoy the Word of God. To take a stand. Praise you the Lord and all of his hosts. And thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you once again for tuning in to another session of Moments of Inspiration, Perfecting the Saints right here on your real love station, KAYT 88.1 FM on your dial in Alexandria, 92.5 FM in Shreveport, 98.9 FM in Monroe. I'm Bishop Kenny Townsend along with my beautiful wife of 27 years, none other than in the person of. Mr. Mildred Townsend. And we bring to you the Moments of Inspiration Outreach Broadcast Ministry, especially formulated to help God's people be perfected in the end times. That's right, my brothers and sisters, we are living in the end times. Amen. As I often tell you again, if the good man knew what hour the thief was coming, he would not have suffered his house to be broken up into. So on that note, we're going to, without any further preliminaries, going to ask my beautiful wife if she would share a scripture within us and lead us before the throne of grace in Jesus' name. Amen. Coming out of Matthew 24, 37 through 40. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. But as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating, drinking, Marrying, giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered into the ark, and knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Heavenly Father, we just thank you. Lord God, we're coming to you just thanking and praising you, Lord God, for this wonderful, beautiful day that you've made for your people. Lord, we thank you because there's nobody like you, God. You're so wonderful. You're so glorious. You're just awesome, God. Truly, we give praise and thanks to you this morning. We thank you, Lord God, for being such a good God. We thank you, Lord God, for all that you've done. Lord God, we're not coming asking you a begging or anything like that, but coming to thank you, Lord God. Yes, coming Lord. to give you glory and praise, God, Hallelujah. for the things that you already has done for your people. Yes, Lord. But God, we thank you. We continue to give you praise. We continue to thank you, Lord, for looking on your people everywhere. Yes. We ask that you continue, Lord God, 
because you're worthy to be praised. Yes, so Lord. look on all of us, God, and have mercy, yes, Lord God. Jesus. Have mercy upon your people everywhere. Hallelujah. In the mighty name of Jesus, In the, the bereaved family today, God. Right now, There's Father. nothing for you to do, God. Right now, Father. It's nothing too hard for you to do, Hallelujah. Lord. Comfort them, God. Yes, Comfort Lord. them, hallelujah, today. Yes, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we ask you just to look on our broadcast that you will be, uh, bless the ones, God, that has an ear to hear what we're saying, God, as your mouthpiece today. Lord, bless them in a mighty way that you will have them to repent and yes, turn Lord. from anything that's not pleasing to you on today, God. In the name of in Jesus. In the mighty, mighty name of Jesus, we in pray. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Jesus' holy name. <laughs> Amen. 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 Brothers and sisters, truly, we are uh, counted a privilege as well as an honor to be with you today, to come into your you, hospital rooms, your places of confinement up and down the highways yes. as you travel up and down the busy highways, <laughs> knowing that our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, is still in charge. Yes, we are living in the lateness of the hour. And as yes. the word of God said, because iniquity shall abound, the, the love of many has begun to wax cold. And yes, 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 as my wife read the scripture that said, as it was in the days of Noah, can I tell you there was raping, murdering, and killing, and everything that was going on. Now, the revelatory scripture is trying to tell us that the same thing that was taking place in the day of Noah, and God had him keeping his mind reminded on the flood, that's what Jesus is telling us. Thank you, Lord God. While we're yet operating in the kingdom, we've got to realize that our Lord and Savior is soon to come. Yes, he is. While we're yet operating in the kingdom and trying to snatch men and women out of the clutches of the enemy, we've still got to prepare for this ark. That's right, to come into the ark of safety. And those of us that are in the ark of safety, amen, must be reminded that at any time, if we're not careful, Satan's agenda is to get us outside the ark of safety. But the amazing thing about it is after the rain flood began to come, you notice Noah said, God then locked the door and, and, and I can't even open it. Can't even open it. Well, what does that say? The great revelation, brothers and sisters, there's going to come a time when God locked the door to salvation. Yes, Lord. Yes, I know. I know that sounds cruel. It sounds mean. But yes, as it was in the day of Noah, there came a time when God locked the door. And those that wanted to be saved could not be. Too late. There is a message going around letting us think that we just got all the time in the world. Well. They've even got people out there telling folk now that you can just wait till you get on your deathbed and, and get it right. Mm. Brothers and sisters, let me tell you something. How many of you love to quote the scripture that there's going to come a day where there's not going to be a famine for bread and food, but there's going to be a famine for what? The word of God. Simply saying that famine means that the word of God is not going to be preached in its entirety to help regulate your mind, to realize how serious the gospel of Jesus Christ yes. is. This is not just a figment of someone's imagination. Yes, this is not something like a storybook of Hansel and Gretel or Little Red Riding Hood. Oh, no. These things actually took place and they unfolded. And you know what? Jesus left us guidelines and principles and a map to go by. The whole Bible is a book where God is trying to get people out of drama. The epistles that the apostles shared were letters that they were writing to help people understand the, the sincerity and, and, and the reality of coming out of a worldly mind frame, coming out of a worldly system. And that's the reason why even the apostle Paul shared with them in the book of Romans when he said, shall we continue in sin thinking that grace shall abound? He said, God forbid, it's not going to happen. But there is a malicious plot of the adversary, Satan the devil, oh, God. 
And can I share something with you? He will use the scriptures to keep you enslaved from being what God said that you should be. Amen. Amen. Because it, it, it's, uh, there's some growing stages in the scripture. Amen. And he don't want to, you know, you don't want to be a rut all of your life. There's some time, you know, like when you're a baby and you begin to grow. That's right. Amen. You begin to want, you know, I don't need milk. You know, you want to graduate to some meat. That's Amen. Right. And that's what uh, the enemy just wants you to stay on the milk of the word. And that's not going to be enough to get us to the next level. Praise be to God. You're right, Minister Mildred. No, no. That's the reason why when, when, when Jesus got ready to go, before he got ready to uh, go back to his throne on high, he asked a question to his beloved disciple that he gave the keys to the kingdom. And he asked that disciple and said, Peter, lovest thou me? more than these. Now, the interesting thing about that is when he said more than these, he was pointing to the other disciples. My God. And that would sound confusing, but mm -hmm. there is a reality in which that Jesus was trying to convey because, Peter, I'm going to give you the keys that are going to usher in salvation to all. Yeah. But, Peter, I want to ask a question because the question I'm asking you is conveying around your ability to stay focused no matter what. And that same Peter we know when he said, thou knowest, that same Peter had ran off and left him. Mm -hmm. That same Peter had denied him. That same Peter had cussed him out. Mm -hmm. Okay? But Jesus still had something in plan for that same Peter. He said, lovest thou me more than these? Mm. He said, Lord, yeah, I do. And then he began to proceed by telling Peter, feed my lambs. There's a difference between a lamb and a sheep. Amen. In other words, Peter, I want you to get them in the beginning stages of what they need, but don't keep them in that beginning stage. Exactly, exactly, Bishop. Bring my people to a state of maturity and understanding because, Peter, let them know that, you know what, I'm coming back again. And I'm coming back for a church without spot, wrinkle, blemish, or any such thing. And we can know for a fact there's so much drama right now in the body of Christ. People are wondering, what's taking Jesus so long? That's where that grace and mercy comes in at. Oh, glory. Because he know if he come right now, Jesus, he would catch many of us with our work undone. Undone, Lord God. He knows right now, but then again, he's going to hold the leaders responsible oh, for yeah. not preparing the hearts of the people. Amen. Because some of us think that because we're leaders, we're exempt. Oh, no. You know, I was sharing something, uh, Minister Mildred, with the people the other day. They were speaking about how Eli uh, had fell out with God. And I said... The thing that was interesting is that before uh, God passed that judgment on Eli, when you read the scripture where he was getting ready to raise Samuel up in his stead, the Bible says that the lamp went out in the temple. You can just about tell when people are not preaching and teaching holiness the way that they used to, they lapsed and went out. My God. Because we're living in a society now where, you know what, we want to draw more flies with sugar. Mm. than we can with vinegar. Yeah. But the truth of the matter is we still got to lift Jesus up and let people know that, you know what, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yes, there is a prerequisite that must be met. He told Peter, feed my sheep. Yes, Lord Jesus. And then he asked him again to the point of grieving him. In other words, I'm going to ask you to grieve you, Peter, because I want you to stay focused to let my people know. And Peter yet still realized that even being a leader, I couldn't do it the way that I wanted to do it. Minister Mildred, he withdrew himself from the Jews 
when they of the circumcision were around him. And those that were not circumcised, he, 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 he just kicked it with them in grand style. But when the, when the Jews came around, then he got dignified and popping pie. You know what? Sometimes we as saints got two faces. Ooh, praise Bishop. <laughs> Sometimes we got two faces. We get holy in the midst of, uh, of the praise and worshiping God. But then when we get from up out of that, then we got this other face. My God, my God. But you know what? God is still saying, feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. And the truth of the matter is, we're going to go to the word of God to share with you how sincere, sincere that Jesus left word with Paul. And Paul had to share this with the church at Thessalonica, uh, the things about the sincerity about God. Now, yes, God is loving. He's caring. But that, don't forget this. That same loving God, watch this. He destroyed the earth because he knew that men's inability to not be able to deny their own lustful desires, everybody's getting caught up in what they want to do. They self, lovers of themselves more so than him. But the truth of the matter is that when the Holy Spirit has engulfed our life, and we're not just thrilled with the Holy Spirit, but we're actually filled with it, you want to do everything. As a matter uh -huh. of fact, you're constrained. Yes, Lord. To do. Yes, Lord. What the Word of God tells you to do. Thank you, Father. Praise be to God. And you know what? Instead of making the excuse for not doing it, you'll say the truth. Well, you know what? I ain't got there yet, but you know what? By the grace of God, I got to get there because I don't want to be lost. That's it, Bishop. In the end. That's it. Minister Mildred, go with me to the book of uh, 2 Thessalonians, and we're going to go to another scripture too. 2 Thessalonians, starting at uh, chapter 1. Help me out, if you will. And uh, 2 Thessalonians, chapter 1, yes. Uh-huh. Okay, as a matter of fact, I want you to start at verse number four for the, for, the, for the sake of time. So that we ourselves glory in you in the churches of God for your patience and faith and all your persecutions and tribulations that ye endure. Now, that's not because you didn't pay your bills that you're going through tribulation mm. and affliction and persecution. No, no, no. This is speaking about people who were standing for the gospel of Jesus Christ. The gospel of Jesus Christ, primarily speaking about the death, burial, resurrection, and the return of Jesus, the turning away from sin and giving all of a worldly life now, a life that's consecrated off to Jesus. And when you do do that, yes. brothers and sisters, we will be persecuted. Oh, say it, Bishop. Say Amen. it. I'm not talking about persecuted in your body because mm -hmm. you're not eating right. No, we're not talking about I'm not talking about ourselves. being persecuted Amen. because you got high blood pressure and mm -hmm. you got diabetes and these things like that because any of us can get that when we go against the laws that God has given us for a wholesome, healthy body and mind. No, we're speaking about people that were actually standing up for the gospel of Jesus Christ as was preached back in this time. Yes, Lord. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that even because Saul did not understand the gospel, he was hauling men and women off into jail. Yeah. Wait just a minute. Now, if this was a man thing, why were you hauling women in because jail? Because they were sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ as well as the men were. That's all sharing the gospel mm -hmm. is. Mm -hmm. To those that say women can't preach, sharing the gospel ain't nothing but preaching. And anybody that shares the gospel is preaching. A child can preach. Yes, Lord. They are preaching children. <laughs> when you, That's why Paul put the women in the jail, too. Because they was out there. Not because they were sitting up there looking good as showpieces on their husband's arms. They, too, were sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. What else, Minister Mildred? Number five says, which is a manifest token of the righteous judgment of God 
that you may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God for which you also suffer. Now, see, you got to be counted worthy. Yes. That means that now if I've got to be counted worthy, then there's something on my part that must be continuously done. A child does not reach maturity. I, I don't care, and this, this, this may sound cold, but a child don't reach maturity if they cut off early. Hmm. They got to keep growing. Got to. Huh? Now, now we do have diseases in this human body. Yes, Lord. We have diseases that stunt the growth. Yes. We got diseases that will cause people to, 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 to uh, age too quickly. Yes, Lord. See, that's in a sinful world. These things are yet prevalent in a sinful world. But Christ came to redeem us from the curse. And if the truth be told, too many of God's people are dying from the curses that are meant for the ungodly to die by. Then why is this happening, Bishop Townsend? Because we are swallowing things hook, line, and sinker and thinking that we can just go along to get along and we're not doing what Christ commissioned us to do. Help me out a little bit more, Minister Mildred. Number six says, seeing it as a righteous thing with God to re recompense tribulation to them that trouble you. Well, wait a minute. Why would they trouble me? Because, Bishop Townsend, when you begin to preach and tell people that there is a standard and a prerequisite that God requires of us, the first requirement is that you got to deny yourself. Got to. You can't hold on to self. That's the reason why he said, love not the world, neither the things in the world. For all that is in the love of the world is the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, and, and the, the pride, pride of, life. of life. In, in other words, you can't stand on water and ground at the same time. You can't stand on the sea and stand on the seashore. And what you do is you'll be standing in the water, but it's right. still up under the sea holding you up. Exactly. So the truth of the matter is we can't live for God and live for the world too. Amen. We've got to make up our mind that, you know what, it's God's way. It's Jesus' way or no way. This is all the writings of the apostles that you'll find out. What else does it say, Minister Smith? Now, here's what I like to say because he said, uh, and to you who are troubled, Rest with us. What are you saying, Paul? Because you know what? I'm not troubled by what people think about me. I'm not troubled what they say about me. I know one thing. In the end, God has got to be the one that said, well done, thy good and faithful servant. But Paul found it needful as well as expedient to remind the people what Christ expects of us. And there is no excuses for not doing it. What else, Minister Mildred? And to you who are troubled, rest with us. When the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven... With his mighty angels. Now, let's just talk about that. Jesus is getting ready to come back. How many of you are ready? Because what I'm about to share with you right now, is I hope it will revolutionize the way that you look at your salvation and the way that you look at things are going to happen. Number one, I want you to understand this. You can't serve God your way. You can't be saved your way. I know you might have went to seminary school. You might have theological degrees. But when it's all said and done, why do you think Jesus said in the book of Matthew, he said, he said, broad is the way that lead to destruction and many shall go therein. You ever thought about salvation, how broad it is? You ever thought about that? You ever thought about when you really think about it, everybody coming to the Lord, but ain't nobody really repented of their sins. Say it now. They just said, repeat after me. And that's, and and it. that's it. And they, and they don't realize the penalty of what that they are under. Because one thing I can tell you, godly sorrow worketh repentance. Mm -hmm. And when a person is godly sorrow for what they've done, baby, there's going to be some toe up essence about you amen amen you're just like a wife or a mother who lost and miscarried a child she's tore up inside 
Man. from the loss of that child. And so we get tore up from the fact of knowing that you mean I've done Jesus like that. Amen. He died for me, and you mean I mistreated him. I took advantage of that. And so now we just got everybody coming to the Lord. But, baby, let me tell you, it's a little bit more complex than what you've been taught. And then, right. a, and then a love will come, uh, Bishop. That that's the idea. Of our Heavenly Father had to go through all of that for you know you personalized it for me, and you know how he was whipped and beaten, and uh, you've seen the bruise, and uh, he done it for us, you know. Watch this. You, Even as a man, he taught me, Minister Mildred, that my reflection of my salvation and me being a part of the bride of Christ is the same way that I show my love for you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. See, see, a lot of time we think because that we say the husband and the wife are one, but Christ said this, that I must be willing to give my life for you. Yes. And it wasn't until that became a reality in my life that my, my salvation took on a whole new turn. Yes, yes, yes. That I'm willing to die for my wife. I'm willing to give my life for her, and that's the way Christ wants us to be. Yes. And until we get to that level, our salvation is still missing something. Amen. Bishop, are you saying if I don't get there, then I'm not going to be saved? Well, you got to ask Jesus that. You'll get there if you really, really want to. <laughs> you really want God enough. You want everything that he said we have to, you know, do. You but here's what I want to share with God's people, Minister Mildred. Two sets of people are going to miss out when it comes to the Lord. Yes. I know we hear a lot of sugar down messages. I know we hear a lot of things that are, are to just make us feel good. But the truth of the matter is time is of the essence. Time is running out. Say it. Say it. And you've got to make up your mind. Either you want to be married to Jesus or, or you don't. Come on. Amen. <laughs> and and this is this is to all the single folk and married folk. Yes. You've got to be married to Jesus. See, first my wife is married to Jesus. Then yes. she's married to me. Amen. First I'm married to Jesus, and then I'm married yes. to my wife. Amen. And what happens is our love for God causes that love to spill over into each other's life because we want to perfect God's love together. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Ain't no more separatism. Yes, Lord. But we're living in a world now where most of the preachers are making women second class. Amen. I, I told you I went to a church where the men were putting women down. I hurried up and got up out of that church. Yes. How are you going to preach a woman to be one with your wife and then you putting them down at the same time? Feed my sheep. Yes, Lord. Feed them. Yes. Help me out, Minister Miller. We got about a few more minutes left. Number, number eight. Number eight says what? Now, this is what, this is what Jesus is going to do when he come now. All and right. I want you all to get this because it ain't no, all these sugar down messages about when we going to get there. If you ain't there when he come. You in trouble. Amen. What does it say? Word of God say, in flaming fire. In flaming fire. Wait a minute. Jesus is going to do some burning up when he comes. You better believe it, He's saints a of God. Consuming fire. <laughs> Amen. Th this world ain't going to last. Come on now. This world going to be destroyed. God going to do some destroying. In flaming fire, taking vengeance. Wait a minute. Vengeance on who? On them that, oh. no, that know not God. Okay, so you say you know God. Uh -huh. Jesus is going to do the separating. He knows. He said that we. And the then, church. not only that, that's for those people outside the church. Okay, but he got. But now he goes something for those of us inside the church that just think we can just come up with our own way. And that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Not the gospel of the organization. Come not on now. the gospel of the the uh, 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 crew that you with. We got to obey the gospel, gospel of Jesus Christ. And the gospel of Jesus Christ is the same gospel that all of his apostles 
preached and taught. When you go from Acts on back to Revelation, you will find that the epistles and the letters are trying to get the church in order. Church is all of them to the church. He even began to tell them, if you got folks that's in fornication, put them out from among you. Yeah, that they will be. He said, those that sin, rebuke before all. Rebuke before all. Open rebuke is better than secret love. But you know what? We're trying to win everybody. No, Jesus do the winning. To have no company with them. We, we, that is, <laughs> Jesus does the winning. Yes. But, but Bishop, the Bible says he that wineth souls must be wise. Yes. It's true. You get the soul in by letting them know that Jesus loved them. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you something. You showing them kindness in their sin ain't going to keep them in Christ. They're going to stay in their sin. Even common sense tell you that when your children are wrong, you rebuke your children. That's right. In many cases, many of you have put brutal whippings on them. And you know what? You ain't repented of that brutal whipping that you put on your child. Well, Bishop Town, I didn't know no better because that's what was done to me. I understand that. Even when it comes to churches, if you've been spiritually abused, you will abuse other Preach, people. But Bishop. the truth of the matter is the Holy Ghost will give you wisdom. Now, and I'm talking about from leaders on down because yes. a lot of people just still got religion. It don't matter what denomination you embrace. You still got religion. Yes. Even when the, uh, the, 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 the hypocritical scribes and Pharisees, they came up to Jesus and said, how come your disciples don't keep the tradition of the elders? And that's basically what we got going on, a lot of tradition of the elders that are still manifesting and it is not the gospel of Jesus Christ mm. what else Minister Mildred praise God number number nine says what number nine say who shall be punished with ever wait a minute the same loving God that says we're work we are we're, we're, we're complete already wait a minute God gonna punish us if we don't do what he tell us who to do, shall saints. be punished who shall everlasting be punished? destruction from the presence of the Lord. Brothers and sisters, I, I love you. Amen. The but, word. Time, but time is running out. Running out. And you got to ask the Lord, Lord, you know what? If there's anything that ain't right in me, give me the power to purge myself from my own inhibitions, from my own excuses, so that, Lord, I could, let, let me tell you something. Lord, if the pastor's wrong, I don't even want to go in, in, in the direction with him or her if they're wrong. If it's all said and done, Lord, I would rather be by myself than yes. to walk in the maliciousness of somebody that is not upholding the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that's being somebody disobedient. He said, if any man, you know, obey not the, you know, the word and everything, he, he was saying to have no company, Paul was saying, with him. That he may be ashamed. And a lot of times today, Bishop, they they still mingling with the, with the one that's living, you know, disobedient to the word of God. And that's going to rub off on you. I don't judge anybody for their actions because I have no heaven or hell to put anybody in. But the word of God clearly tells us a tree is known. Yes by the fruited bears and guess what that tree that's an apple tree ain't an apple tree in the daytime and then at nighttime it becomes a prune tree no the same fruit is on there it's on there so the truth of the matter is some of the fruit that you can go up to can be rotten because it's still on the tree but that fruit ain't no good it can't be it's no good for anything Nothing. so you know what it does when fruit is no good it falls to the ground as leaders, it's our job to make sure that people are being fruitful in their walk with God. That's all right. And to remind them that you should be and you have to be fruitful. It is a prerequisite for staying. Look, as long as you got breath in your body, you're alive. Mm. But now watch this. It's people that's breathing, but they're just existing. Existing. You're saying Christ it. did not intend for your salvation to be one of just existence. Yeah. 
I've confessed the Lord Jesus Christ, and so now I'm just existing. No, 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 no. He said, these signs shall follow them that believe. We have work to be done. Yes. And even in the book of 2 Peter, briefly, Minister Miller, i got about two minutes. I want to share this. If you can go there real briefly, 2 Peter. Uh, 2 Peter. 2 Peter chapter 3. Go ahead. Do you have it? You go ahead and get it. 2 Peter chapter 3. I'm going to share that with you real quick. Go ahead. All right. You didn't get there yet, but I'm going to share this real quick with you. 2 Peter chapter 3. Those of you that got your word, it says this. It says this in uh, starting at verse number 3. Knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lust. See, your own lust means that, you know what, I'm making an excuse not to be what God said I could be. Yes, Lord Jesus. And then they're going to talk about the coming of the Lord. Where is his coming? And this is the way we're living now. Brothers and sisters, time is running out. We ain't got much time. Skip down to verse number 8. It says, but beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, yes. that one day with the Lord is as a thousand years, and a thousand years is as one day. Skip down to verse number 10. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that this earth ain't going to be here. We got to get a new heaven and a new earth. We ain't going to rain on this one. It's going to be burned up. And then seeing that all these things in verse number 11 shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godly? Can't be no in-between. Hey, y'all, we got to go. Hallelujah. We got to go. Minister Mildred, we love y'all in Jesus' name, and we'll be around if you need prayer. God bless you. And for holiness. Praise the Lord. We pray that this broadcast has been a blessing to you. And if it has, you can correspond with us by simply writing us at 111 Cloverdale Road, Natchez, Mississippi, 39120. That is 111 Cloverdale Road, Natchez, Mississippi, 39120. And those of you that need prayer, you can call right now at area code 662 704 